Hi guys, and welcome back to Unscalable, where each week we talk about short, actionable, and unscalable tactics that you can use in your business today. The kinds of tactics that can truly help your business stand out in a noisy world. So today we're going to talk about why you should stop ignoring your smaller customers while you wait for that big customer. So we wanted to show you why having many small customers and doing the unscalable things to delight them can really help your business scale in the long run. But before we begin, we're going to start every episode with a quick icebreaker. So I'm going to ask Gavin a quick icebreaker question. I've got this box of cards in front of me. So this is being recorded live. He doesn't know what I'm going to pull out. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. If you could master one instrument, which would it be? Hmm, it's a tough question. Um, obviously, I've, I've been learning to play piano um, and then be learning to produce music on the computer. But I think maybe mastering drums would be interesting. <laughs> not, not in my house, it won't be. <laughs> not, not necessarily to annoy you, but just to learn like rhythm, rhythm and timing, which has always been a, a weak point for me. Okay. So today we, we thought we would discuss a topic that's very relevant to our lives at the moment. So we're in the process of renovating our house. And the thing is, we're not doing massive structural work. It's not one of those jobs where people are gutting 90% of the house and redoing it. We're just modernizing, we're updating it. But in order to achieve this, we do need a builder. Now, when you drive in our neighborhood, every kind of second or third house is a skip at the moment. So we're very aware that there's a lot of renovations going on and probably massive renovations. We know of a few people who are doing massive renovations ourselves. So um, the thing is, we appreciate the fact that everybody is really, really busy. But the thing is, we still need a builder to help us with things like um, painting and paneling and plastering and tiling, etc. So we've called a number of builders and some of them have come and they've looked and they've quoted us. But then we came across a very interesting um, situation that we wanted to share with you guys. A friend of ours mentioned that they had seen this builder on Facebook. There had been many posts about him. And that maybe we should give him a shot and just see what, uh, if he could come and take a look. And when we looked at the post, we thought, hmm, it's pretty interesting because it's not actually people posting about him and the work that he's done. It's him showing photos of the work that he's done. That's okay. At first glance, he's all over Facebook. So you think, okay, well, there's a lot of posts about him. That was a little bit of a warning sign to us because, as you know, we're big advocates of trust-based marketing and, uh, you know, he's basically selling his own services and reviewing his own work as opposed to other people reviewing his work. Anyway, we'll get more into that. So what we did was we called him around and we showed him the work and straight away, I would say, um, he was pretty disappointed. I think he expected the massive job. I warned him on the phone. It's not a massive job, but um, immediately we were judged for the fact that we weren't asking him to gut our house and, and build it from the ground up. and. What happened was he was like looking at everything, measuring half-heartedly and, and left by saying, okay, I'll send you a quote in a few days. And that was about three weeks ago. So thankfully, we're not holding our breaths waiting for that quote. We've, we've found other builders in the meantime. But the point is, it was almost like that classic, don't judge a book by its cover. So yes, this is a small job, but nobody knows, like he didn't even go upstairs. So he's judged us on what he saw, but he has no idea that basically what we're doing, we're dividing the house into phases. So he didn't know what else could be coming his way. And immediately he was like disappointed. It was, um, 
a small job for him. It wasn't worth his time. He's got a minimum spend that's worth his time. He won't do anything below. He didn't kind of add all the things together and realize that it was more than his minimum. Um, and therefore, he just didn't even give us a quote. Yeah, so we obviously took the time to show him around the house, spent an hour with him. Um, some of the things we showed him, he kind of snickered at um, as if it was below or beneath what he normally does. And then when he told us that he had this minimum spend um, of around 10,000 pounds, it made us feel really insignificant and small, as if we weren't valued as a potential customer. Um, so we it just really turned us away from him. And you know, uh, looking back, obviously, as Martin said, all his content on Facebook was him posting. He, had, he didn't have any reviews or any testimonials from his customers. So we based everything on what he had said himself on social media. And um, I think it was very obvious that he was viewing us as just dollar signs, really, just as a, as a number, uh, not recognizing that we could potentially help propel his business forward. You know, if he worked with us as a smaller customer, did a smaller job for us, we might have recommended him on Facebook and built up his profile. He might have been able to delight us, maybe get a testimonial from us, you know, that kind of thing. And very often, in my experience, when you work with smaller customers, those are the ones that really bring you your bigger deals. You know, you have lots of small customers writing reviews, singing your praises, and that that essentially brings you the awareness of those those bigger customers. I think it's also if I had to write a review or record a to, you know a video or something for him for Facebook, his Facebook page, and say something like, even though it wasn't a big job, he came and he was professional. I think that that would absolutely excite the next customer because, yes, I mean, you wouldn't call a builder to put pictures up on your wall, but you would call them for other things, So, so, but not necessarily for only for massive renovations. So I think that would have really delighted another customer to think, oh, wow, this guy isn't only looking for the big deals. He does deal with people like me, and he really could have could have reached a much greater audience just by doing something like that. And at least just at least giving us the quote so we can look at the numbers, really. So I want to show you how we've done this at Sandable. Obviously, we have a lot of smaller customers as well as you know quite a few big customers as well. But I've, I've treated the smaller customers almost equally, um, you know, it, it, kind of when comparing them to the bigger customers. So what we do is we send out an NPS survey, which is a net promoter score survey, which is how likely would you recommend our platform, our product, to other, other customers, other people. Um, and we then look at those scores and the, the, the people that score us the highest, we then do what we can to turn them into promoters or advocates. So it doesn't matter how much they pay us, if they pay us $10 a month or $1,000 a month, they all get surveyed. Um, and if they seem to be a happy customer, we do what we can to turn them into a promoter. And we do that by sending them swag, hoodies, giving them free stuff, uh, maybe even discounts, that kind of thing. Uh, in order for them to really want to sing our praises and you know promote us to their friends, so th so this is why like it was obviously a bit upsetting that this builder didn't even take the time to send us a quote. Uh, you know we 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 wanted his business. He judged us based on the work we had showed him that day, not the potential work that we could have given him through referrals to other people. Um, and I think this is a big mistake when it comes to trust based marketing and just our unscalable approach to growing our business. Has always been doesn't matter how big or small that customer is. Each customer is powerful in their own right. You know, they, they can bring you either revenue or bring you referrals. And those smaller ones can bring you referrals. They can introduce you to those, those bigger customers. I think also some people kind of take this approach to test the waters. And you shouldn't underestimate what could be below the, the, the sea level or whatever you want to call it. Like you actually never know what, you know, we could have five properties that we're in the process of developing that he wouldn't have had a clue. And we maybe wouldn't have wanted to tell him because had we slid with that, we might have attracted the wrong type of person. So maybe we would have tested the water, seen his work, and then announced, you know, the other jobs that were could have been coming his way. 
It isn't the case, but just 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 hypothetically. So just to end off with a takeaway, um, I believe that to attract the bigger customers, you have to do the things that don't scale. You have to delight your smaller customers and stop waiting around for those bigger deals to come your way. Rather, it, take the ones that come your way and see how you can use those smaller ones to help attract those those bigger ones. And do them with a smile so you make an impact and people want to spread the word. So uh, if you guys have any questions about anything we've discussed in this episode, please drop us an email at hello at unscalable.fm. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Until next time, see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.